Welcome to the Seed Time Money Podcast. We are your hosts, Bob and Linda Lodick. This is a hope-filled podcast that'll help you save, earn, give, grow, and actually enjoy your money. We don't hold anything back. We share everything that we've learned on our journey. Everything from being 100% broke, to paying off our house by age 31, to finding work with purpose, to giving more than we ever dreamed possible, all while having a blast on this adventure that God has led us on. And if you want to achieve true financial freedom and design a life of eternal impact, this is the show for you. We are so glad you're here. Let's get to it. Saturday, I sent an email sharing a new investing strategy that I'm testing out. And like usual, when I share something new or unfamiliar, some idea that's a little bit different, presented with some naysayers. And this wasn't really an email that I thought would be controversial in any way. It was basically an email kind of explaining that I view my job as one where I get to experiment with my money and take a risk on it and then try to figure out what's working and what's not so I can share it with you so you don't have to experiment with it. You know, so that was kind of the first part. And then I was talking a little bit how I'm experimenting with some crypto and I've been learning about crypto for the last couple of years and really just trying to wrap my brain around what's going on, why it's such a big thing, why we might need to know about it. But I get why some people are freaked out by the whole thing. It's easy to dismiss new technologies and just kind of cling to the way things have always been or the way that they used to be. You know, when I'm feeling nervous about the crazy financial world that we live in, I long for the days of just using paper cash and being able to walk in with some bills and put them down. Everything just seemed to be much simpler then. And I really miss walking into an actual blockbuster. Netflix is nice, but just being able to walk into, there's something nostalgic about that that just feels really nice to me, you know? But as we all know, things have changed and they're going to continue to change. That's just the way it is. And some say for the better, some say for the worse. But either way, we know that things are always going to continue to change. All right, just as a reminder, this is not specific financial advice for you. I'm a certified educator of personal finance, but I am not your personal financial advisor. And so I share what I'm doing for your information. And so I would encourage you to do your own research before you make any investment of any sort. And now that that is out of the way, let's talk a little bit about the future of money. So I remember attempting to use the internet in 1993 at the library, and it was horribly difficult. It was inefficient, and it just flat out seemed really goofy. And from a short-sighted perspective, it was easy to look at this thing and think, this is just a fad and this isn't going anywhere. Like, I don't really buy into this whole internet thing. Like, we're all laughing now when we hear that. Because at some point over those years in the 90s, as the tech continued to improve, each of us reached a point where we're like, oh, now I get it. Now I'm seeing where we're headed. And as that began happening in the late 90s, as people started connecting the dots a little bit and seeing where we're going, investors just started flocking to buy up the dot-com stocks. So pretty much any business with a website was suddenly worth millions of dollars, even if they hadn't made a sale. And this was insane. And so many of these companies were just terrible, and some were just downright scams trying to rip off investors. And pretty much all of them were overvalued. And to be honest, in the late 90s, it was a really easy time to be a good investor. It was hard to miss. And making money in stocks was super easy. And it was so easy. In fact, I remember being in college and my roommate knew nothing about investing, but he just started buying some of these dot-com stocks and making so much money. And he would tell me all about it. And I got so jealous. And that's just what was going on. And this all kind of sounds a little bit familiar to what's going on in crypto right now. 
And so I tend to think, using this kind of internet analogy, that we're somewhere in about the mid-90s. You know, so there's a lot of people who think that crypto and the blockchain is just kind of a fad that's just going to fizzle out and go away. And then there's a good number of people who have kind of seen the light and can see where this is headed and how it's going to change our world. And there's a divide between. But for those over here who've kind of started to understand or believe that this is the future, they've begun putting a lot of money into crypto. And so as the hype, you know, surrounding crypto continues to expand, the prices keep going up and some people are making a lot of money, just like in the late 90s. But the important things to remember here is that just because there is a lot of hype surrounding crypto and it's kind of growing bubble, it doesn't mean this isn't where we're heading in the future and in the years to come. So the question is, is crypto a big bubble right now? And personally, I do think that there's a bit of a bubble going on. You know, I lived through the dot-com boom and bust of that bubble, and this feels really similar. You know, all the hype, all the returns, the ease of it all. It's just, it was really common in the late 90s, that whole frenzy, and it feels really similar to kind of what's going on now. But again, just because it's a bubble doesn't mean it should be ignored. And for those who can actually stomach the roller coaster ride of the ups and downs, it can actually provide some pretty big wins, which I'll share in just a minute. The thing is that bubbles are actually pretty normal. You know, the simple fact is that bubbles are kind of a normal part of the investing cycle. The, the market, whether it's crypto or stocks or whether it's real estate, it tends to just go in a pendulum kind of swing where it has one side that's all the way up on hype and then the other side where it's just on, you know, dire fear, you know, in this center point, it just never really stays in here. It just seems like it's always flinging from one side to the next, like going right past that center point. And so some of these bubbles are small and get corrected without much pain, but others get pretty big and are particularly painful when they burst, you know, so like the late 90s dot com bubble was a pretty painful one. Now, I want to talk about Amazon for a second here. Most of the scammy and overhyped companies of the dot-com boom just didn't last, okay? But many of the legit companies have survived and even thrived. And so Amazon being one, eBay being one, Priceline, just to name a few. And personally, I think we'll see something similar with crypto world. So there's more than 10,000 coins right now at this point, And I suspect a lot of them will just kind of be a distant memory in 10 years from now. But the question is, which ones are going to be the Amazon and eBay of the next 10 to 20 years? And that's what I'm trying to figure out. Now, in our 10X investing course, I teach my stock picking strategy that I've used for the last 16 years that has served me very well. And the gist of the idea is that you have to have a reason for making the investment, a reason for buying the stock, a reason for buying the crypto. And it can't just be because it's gone up a lot in the last three weeks or the last three months. Or it also can't be just because man, this person said I should buy it. Like You need to understand why you are buying the company. What is the purpose behind the coin? Like This is how I'm thinking about the cryptocurrency that I'm buying right now. What problem does it actually solve? And if I can't, at a minimum, answer those questions, then I don't invest in anything, whether it's crypto stocks, real estate, or whatever. Like I need to understand that. I need to understand that this isn't just hype that's pushing the price up. I need to see if there's something to substantiate that goes further than the hype, you know, because when the bubble bursts, I want to know that I'm holding something that actually has some value. All right, let's talk about my start in crypto land. And so in February of 2020, I bought $1,000 worth of Bitcoin. This was my first step into crypto, okay? And less than a month later, after COVID rolled out, this it dropped 50% and was now worth $500. And then almost two years later, it's now worth $6,000. And so this is the roller coaster. And then that same time when I bought that Bitcoin, I bought some Ethereum for $560. And it has really taken off. The purchase is now worth about $9,500. 
So as you can see, these returns can kind of be insane. Yeah, and to be honest, these are the two biggest coins, and so there's a lot of much smaller coins that have actually had far greater gains than that. All right, so let's talk about how I'm investing in crypto right now. So number one, I am not investing anything that I'm not comfortable losing, okay? So I consider crypto in pretty much any form to be a very speculative investment, and I'm only investing money that I am comfortable losing. Now, I personally believe the upside potential is still really big. I mean, just like we've seen, like I you know, had some really big gains from those two I bought. But I'm still limiting the amount of money that I'm putting into it because I know that this is really speculative. Now, the majority of our assets are in real estate or index funds. That's kind of our base foundation. Again, we teach this in our 10x investing course. On top of that, I have a layer of stocks, which are a little bit more risky than that. And then the cryptocurrency makes up a smaller portion of pretty speculative investments. So number two, like I said, I'm thinking long term about all this stuff. So for the types of coins that I own currently, I am banking on coins that have a long term potential to last. For example, Bitcoin is one of them. It's the biggest one out there. I don't see it going anywhere soon. It's essentially synonymous with crypto. You know, on the other hand, I don't see a super solid yet real world use for it. It has a lot of problems with it. You know, but Ethereum, like we just talked about, this is a blockchain that a lot of other cryptos are actually built on. And so I see a long term, a good long term use there. And that's why I plan on holding this coin for a while. And Solana is another one that I own that's a competitor to Ethereum that is gaining more and more traction. It's a lot of features that are just a little bit better than Ethereum. And so I think there's some good potential there as well. And so these are a few of the slightly less volatile coins that I'm interested in for the long term. Number three, I am experimenting with another investing strategy with crypto. I mentioned this in the email on Saturday. If you're not on an email list, you should get on it. Seedtime.com forward slash subscribe for all of our awesome content via email. And so in this email, I talked a little bit about this new passive kind of investing grid trading strategy with crypto that's new to me. It's something I've never done. It's a type of investing I've never done before. And the gist of it is that you're profiting off the volatility of crypto rather than the price increase itself. And so what that means is that you can make money whether crypto is going up or down. And that's pretty enticing because it's a whole different angle. Now, this isn't something I recommend yet because like I've only been doing it for about a month and I really want to try this out for a while before I get to the position of actually recommending something like this. But I'm really intrigued by this whole idea of profiting off the volatility of crypto because crypto is so volatile. So I'm excited to just kind of test this out and kind of see where it goes. And while I certainly still view it as a very speculative investment, it might be a little bit less so potentially than just owning crypto outright because you can actually make money when crypto goes down at the same time. Anyway, I know some of you like to experiment with me on some stuff, so I'll have a link down below. You can check it out if it's something you want to kind of explore. If you do sign up, send me an email. I'd love to just kind of be able to chat with anybody else who's kind of going through this, and so we can kind of learn together. Summing all this up, it doesn't really matter how you feel about crypto. I recommend paying attention to it. Don't just dismiss it as a fad. Like many of the top financial institutions and organizations own Bitcoin and some of the other big coins. Heck, there are even some countries that are making Bitcoin their legal tender right now. It has a lot of legitimate organizations and momentum behind it. Now, I have no idea what's going to happen in the next 5, 10, 20 years with all this. But from everything I've investigated, it's really hard to imagine a possibility of cryptocurrency not being somewhere in our financial transactions in the years to come. And even beyond that, when we look at the endless possibilities of how blockchain technologies, which is basically the underlying tech 
that crypto is built on. Like when we look at that and how that is and has the potential to change like everything in our world, I don't know, when you start seeing that, you can start to see how this is like the internet, you know, and how it's affected the world for the last 25 years. And some people believe that this is going to be a bigger revolution in how it's going to affect the world in the next 10, 20, 30 years. All that to say, I think we should be paying attention to what's going on. The more we are aware of what's going on, the better. So hopefully this helps a little bit. That is all for today. Have a great rest of your day and I'll see you next time. Thanks for joining us on the Seed Time Money Podcast. And remember, money isn't the goal, but it's simply a tool to help you fulfill your purpose and your calling. And we'd love to help you achieve true financial freedom faster with our email newsletter. So if you want exclusive money tips and hope-filled encouragement in your inbox, head over to seedtime.com to get signed up. Knock, knock. Who's there? Leaf. Leaf who? Leave us a review on iTunes, please. (laughs) All right. Thanks for listening. Know we are praying for you and we'll see you in the next episode. (laughs)